Hello everyone. This week I would like to promote partnership with Native Americans. PWNA provides uh, goods and services to eight distinct programs uh, aimed at helping Native Americans in need. You can donate to one of each of these eight distinct programs or donate to PWNA as a whole. Each of these different groups include uh, the Sioux Nation, the Navajo Nation, uh, the Northern Plains, um, Southwest Region, Animal Rescue, Education, and Elderly Care. The link to donate is in the description if you would like to join me in giving some support. Please enjoy today's episode. So, you all have now met up with one Jim Combine, who's currently using a walking stick to hobble along on the path. So the path that you are heading along, you don't actually know what is along it. Uh, this was the only path of the six, uh, the sixth path, that Ned did not know what was along it. Uh, he was unfamiliar with it because it is leading in the direction furthest away from the center of town. So he was never going to quite venture in this direction. But you are trying to do your best to follow the uh, very quickly moving along footsteps of Abel. Uh, you're not able to see where he has wound up just yet, but uh, you have a bit of time to discuss anything you would like as you are hastily moving in this direction um okay uh just to recap are are we sure we want to be following abel as far as i can tell it seems like um we haven't explored uh pocket cave and we haven't explored this way and we don't know anything about little buddy lagoon and it seems like it's taken lucas and the little buddies a really long time to get back so maybe they found something that that is what that is what I'm worried about about them. Well, and it seems like if there is something this way, Abel's going to get to it first, no question. That's just he's faster than us, and some of us are limping. Um, but if we if we cut over to Little Buddy Lagoon now, we might be able to beat him there. I don't know. We're, we're gonna have to take a bet one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Little Buddy Lagoon a, a, a little better. <laughs> I named it that, but uh, I, I don't think it'd be the best place for what we're looking for. I, I have no idea what's what's out here this way. It's uh, it it's unknown. It could be, it, it could be some 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 great place to to be hiding. But why would it take them a longer time to get back? Is it? Particularly far to get there? Little buddy's got small wheels, maybe. She can't go very fast. I the the way that we're going, I never been out this far because it's it's the furthest away. Yeah, the the little buddies should be fine. I don't know why it would have taken them so long. Well that's gotta mean something, right? Yeah. Well, I I mean the other thing is maybe they did find something because it seems like we've all found some cr pretty wild stuff out here in the forest, so maybe they did find something, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was Ned's mom. So maybe maybe they found another weird 
uh, EDM house, and they decided to stop for a party. I don't know. I want to say that we should go after them, but Ned, I think it's up to you. You're putting a lot of pressure on the investigative skills here. Um, and as as well, we got a uh, Mister Combine here looking f- looking for his daughter. But you're right; there are there are some very important things here. Uh, also, Kenneth, real quick. Mm-hmm. How long, actually, estimate would it be? We're like a little ways down this path, but not very far. If we did want to go to Little Buddy Lagoon. Little Buddy Lagoon is path number four. So you would probably have to double back, especially because you're unfamiliar with this area. Right. um, In order to figure out where you are at and get your bearings straight to go there. Um, It would take a significant amount of time to go all the way down that path. And then you don't know where along that path, if the Lucas and the little buddies are there, where they would be at. So might take a while to do. All right. Gotcha. Um, And Jim Combine here still looks pretty badly injured and he's continuing forward with or without us. Yes, uh, and he is very much expecting you to help uh, make sure that the guy who just attacked him and snapped his gun in half um, is not going to do anything to harm his daughter, and nothing else out in the woods does the same either. Ah, uh, yes. Now I remember the exact wording of our agreement. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hmm. Because he's apparently a caretaker of some sort of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It feels like maybe we should just keep going after Abel. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, because I don't want to have an argument with Jim Combine. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, the argument engine is revving up. <laughs> 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 Uh, hey, hey, Mr. Combine, uh, sorry, I forgot you were, uh, you were here. Do you have a preference on where we go? I think going forward is probably the best solution. Yeah, but this goes way out of Dodge, way out of town. Wouldn't you think that your your daughter might be closer? There's, There's some secret spots that I know in these woods. How does your daughter feel about synth music? Well, I don't know what you crazy kids are into these days, but um, maybe. Anyways, um, I don't know why we're spending our time dawdling here. Figured we talked about this enough already. Yeah, I'm just thinking our search efforts might be better spent Closer to where she was lost at. Every moment counts. And I'm spending my moments going this way. Uh, all right, we'll, we'll we'll stick together. I think I think that's the best course of action. We, I mean, splitting up got us here in this situation in the first place, huh? Yeah, that's true. That's why. I yeah. 
didn't want to do it, but Ned turns to, to Benji. But, but, you know, I think that, uh, that Lucas can, can take care of himself. He seemed real comp- competent this whole time he's been with us. He's been doing all sorts of crazy stuff all the time. Yeah, hope so. I'm, I'm sure he'll take care of himself. Miles is unconvinced. <laughs> so is Ned. So, I don't think anyone is convinced here, <laughs> but we're all going to pretend. There you go. We'll, we'll pretend together. All right. So you have been continuing along this path for a while now, and you eventually get to a clearing. You can see several different cabins that are all sort of in a circle together. They probably number about 10, uh, with one being larger than the other, and you pretty easily recognize this as some sort of campground. But it looks very old and abandoned. There is a lot of the wood panels on the sides of these cabins that have just rotted away, uh, been pulled away or scratched away by some sort of animal, but um, they're still mostly intact. The largest of the cabins is at the head of uh, all of these cabins uh, that is leading up to a trail that is heading off toward um, what you assume is probably toward Clearwater Lake, which is uh, nearby in Piedmont, Missouri. And you see a very weathered sign that is toward the front of this path that reads Clearwater Kids Camp, CKC. I love it. Seems like there haven't been kids here for a while. Yeah, I I never heard of this place. Yeah, I heard about this camp, but never went myself. Did you, what'd you hear about it? Any, anything that could help out? Any, any idea other stuff that might be here that we may need to check out? No, not really. It was just a normal summer, you know, skills learning sort of deal. I, I think that it probably shut down when you were pretty young. I think that your parents may have been considering sending you the next year when they found out that it no longer had funding, so you never wound up going. Mm, gotcha. This is like one of those summer camps they talk about in my Boy Scout handbook. Oh, I've never I've never actually been to one. That's so cool. And I think Miles is going to start like looking around, peeking in cabins, seeing what he's now forgotten about objective and is just wanting to get as much world experience as he can out of this. So as you start to look at your surroundings and head towards the cabins, you hear something loud, a loud bang come from the largest of the cabins in the area uh sounds like able then you hear a roar is the bang like someone dropped something or like gunshot or like what it sounds like an impact against wood okay then bursting out of the front door of the biggest cabin is Abel, who is tied up with a large hulking figure that has darkened and 
looks almost to be rotten or frostbitten skin. And atop its head, you see a skull and antlers. You recognize that this is incredibly similar to the Wendigo skull. Um, didn't uh, they say they had that thing in containment? Yeah, they did. But it's here now. Yeah, I think someone was lying. Oh, shit. What do we do? Abel lets out a yell as he is attempting to force a spear into this creature. <sighs> Die. You see that its skin is incredibly tough. Wait, wait, Abel, Abel, stop. Don't kill it. Don't kill it. We can't kill it. Abel, no! He's not gonna listen to you. We gotta we gotta do something. I think what Miles do is, you do? I think Miles' <laughs> first instinct is gonna be to try to get like pull Abel off. So um Uh-oh. say that again. <laughs> Miles' first instinct <laughs> yeah. is to pull Abel Uh-oh. off. <laughs> He's trying to protect Ned's mom and but does not want to take on what Ned's mom. I think before he thinks about it, he's jumping at Abel. So, um, for now, I would like you to refer to uh, this thing as the creature, and I will explain that later. Um, He's not going to... The creature is an unknown. Abel is a known quantity, even if it's a terrifying one. He's going to jump at Abel just... Because I think I think he knows Abel won't kill him. <laughs> this creature he's not sure about, but so it is um, actively charging and like basically barreling over Abel. Um, but Abel is trying to get some footing. Uh, how would you try to um, impede its path? I suppose. Um, I think you just roll a skateboard out. <laughs> Um, through the woods. Uh, uh, it's, oh, it's like okay. a leveled out area. Could it's, maybe roll. <laughs> we're like in the middle of this camp, right? Um, I will say that you have gotten up to the edge of it. You are like sort of behind a cabin currently, but you also just yelled out at Abel not to attack it. So they're right. both and probably they're aware in the camp. They just like bu- bustled out of a cabin, right? Mm-hmm. They're probably about in the center of this circular area, charging Uh, at another cabin. Okay. I think Miles is going to try to yell to somebody, Hey, hey, somebody help me get this! And try to move the door they just knocked off, like, in front of Abel, to, like, block the path of the creature. But he's he's definitely going to need somebody's help to do that, because it's too heavy. I think, like, they probably just barreled over the other door, but we can say that one of the doors of, like, a nearby cabin has okay. fallen off, and you can use that. Yeah. Uh, so- somebody somebody help me with this. We gotta... We gotta separate them. And I do have a move called What Could Go Wrong. And it's whenever you yes. charge into immediate danger without hedging your bets, hold two. You may spend your hold to inflict one harm, reduce someone's harm suffered by one, or take plus two forward on an act under pressure roll. Does this count? 
I think you probably would if you're trying to literally get in between them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm not the uh, GM, but yeah. I would say so, because I can think of several things that could go wrong. So, uh-huh. yes, you get that. <laughs> okay. Um... I, I I'm I'm gonna start pulling the pulling the door over. Okay, I I will say that uh, if someone decides to help you with this, you can roll help out for them. But um, for now, you have your move has basically been to put yourself in the line of danger to get what could go wrong. Okay, I'm I, I I'm trying to keep the door kind of in front of me at least. But yeah. This is stupid, but it it might buy us some time. I'll I'll help you out. All right. Okay. Uh, I will need Ned then to roll Act Under Pressure, and you can help him out, Miles. Okay. That's a five, and a one is a six. Let's hope that help out worked. Um. Um, Oh wait. Act Under Pressure is plus cool. You have have cool, so that's a seven. Yeah. Okay. So that's a seven. And okay, um, yeah. So I mean, you're physically helping, but um, because I also have the power of heart, where when fighting a monster, if I help some help someone, I don't roll plus cool. I automatically help as though I rolled a ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it would only move them up one. Um, yeah, I will say so that like, really... yeah, if there's an opportunity within the next round before it comes back to you to help someone out, you potentially can if it makes sense. Okay, cool. So, you get a worse outcome, hard choice, price to pay. So, you lift up the door, and uh, each of you get one side of it, and bring it uh, into the path of the charging creature and Abel. And uh, Abel sees a nice springboard that has been now placed in his way. So, (laughs) he kicks off of the door it knocks the both of you back you don't take any harm or anything but he uses it as leverage to stop the charging creature and flip it onto its back he then tries again with a bit better positioning to strike the creature and he hits it in the shoulder and it does break the surface of its skin though it does not look particularly deep no! Abel seems angrier at the fact that his strikes are not doing much. That both worked better and worse than I expected it to. No! Skylar or Ben, do you, either of you want to do anything? I will say that you see um, that Jim Combine has started moving his way around the back of the cabins and is trying to head towards the large cabin that they came from. Um, okay, can you tell me one more time, like, where are are Abel and, um, the creature, are they, like, are they, like, tackling each other? Are they locked together? Like, what's, where's everyone's position right now? So the creature is on the ground, um, towards the center of this campground area. Um, it's sort of like a, um... Just think of like Camp Half-Blood where there's like all the houses in a circle, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, it's basically that. And they are in the very middle of this creatures on its back. Uh, Abel is trying to stab into it. And um, a currently knocked over under a table 
Ned and Miles are nearby. Um, and the largest cabin, which they burst out of, um, which would be like the like camp leader house, you assume, uh, is off to the side and like off to your left in the circle. And Jim Combine is heading towards it. Oh, all right. Oh. Hey, Kenneth. Let me yes. interrupt here. It's it's been a while. I forgot about this. Would you consider this to be a new type of creature that I am first encountering? <laughs> I would. Um. Then, because I have had in the past a cryptid sighting, I may immediately ask one of the investigate a mystery questions. Okay. Hit me with it. Okie dokie. I think I would like to know what is being concealed here is definitely the uh the, the one that I would like to know most. Hmm. And you can interpret that in whichever way you deem fit. This, this is also good that you're asking this because this will influence my decision on what I want to do. Ned, you look up at the creature from the ground, well, over at the creature from the ground because it's also on the ground, and it is currently laying so that you can see its left side. You gaze at it and see that, as you had been able to mostly observed before its skin is quite shriveled and looks particularly frail and not strong it looks malnourished and you look at the hand which is trying to grasp at the spear that has been stabbed into the creature's shoulder and you see on the left hand of the creature what is unmistakably your mother's wedding ring. You then look at the skull, which has been placed upon who you now can clearly assume to be your mother. There is a glint of water or perhaps tears coming from the eye sockets of the skull. Thank you for this information. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would like to use magic to banish a spirit or curse from a person, object, or place it inhabits. Okay. Cool. I would like to do that too. But... I... <laughs> I, I hope that works in this situation. I think it would. Hmm. Or if you want to tell me that it won't work, I will also accept that answer. Hannah cast remove curse at the fifth level. <laughs> <laughs> I'm technically I, I will say that you will have an effect that will positively influence like Ned's mother and her ability to gain control of the situation, but you're not going to be able to outright um, remove this skull from her. Okay, I will still do that then. Okay. You will try. Am I, am I rolling plus weird? Okay. Yep. Ooh, that's a 10. Hell yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like this would be just like, this would look sort of like a healing spell where, like just sort of like generically, where he would um like stick out a hand and there would be like white light, white sparkles, yellow sparkles, green, whatever. Um, 
that came out from that, and I, I literally just googled Final Fantasy One spell, and I see like some <laughs> some uh, glitters that I think would work well, and some like beams. So I think like yeah, like a yellow beam or some sparkles or something after running up to um, the creature um, that Ben would cast towards it to try to like hit its head, probably. Um, or, you know, what looks like its head, what mm-hmm. he can determine to be the head. Yeah. So you do this and the creature's skin had been very frostbitten. You can very easily see now, which is a bit abnormal because the temperature is currently not in the range for that. But you see that it starts to regain some color and a bit of strength begins to return to the creature as well. As it had been looking very malnourished, it doesn't completely change in form in returning to what a normal uh, Ned's mother would look like shape-wise, but it looks to be improving. And you... Ned, who are laying nearby, hear from the creature something that sounds similar to your mother's voice. Softly say, Near help, hungry. Hello everyone, it is Keeper Kenneth here with the mid-roll. Sorry this episode was a little bit late. I was gone for the weekend and uh, didn't get all of the editing done before I left, unfortunately, so it's a day late, but you'll get over it. Sorry. Don't know if you can tell, but I got a new microphone and it's extremely exciting. I hope that this audio doesn't sound like crap because I haven't properly been able to test it yet. But anyway, hey, new review for this week uh, from Flame Knight. 9396. They gave us five stars and said, SCP, this pod is the best besides FAM radio. It's so much fun if you like SCP or D&D, and it is the greatest thing I have ever seen. Besides, of course, FAM radio and Find Us Alive, your fan, SCP-049. Well, uh, putting us behind uh, FAM radio and Find Us Alive uh, stings a little bit, but uh, it still extremely high praise because those two shows are incredible so i'm glad to be even in the same sentence as them so thank you very much no other reviews uh if you'd like yours read on the mid-roll uh give us a review on apple podcasts it also helps us out a lot so appreciate it don't forget you can join our different communities and socials uh in the link tree in the description of the episode otherwise that's it and thank you to michael winton for the music as always he just got married so big congratulations to him back to the episode Abel reacts a bit in surprise at this and uh, briefly loses focus and is uh, pushed away in this moment along with his spear. Skylar, would you like to do anything? Uh, I don't know. 
Because, like, okay, still haven't listened to everything. Who Who is... Okay, so Abel's, like, this, like, strong-ass character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like... Some would say he's a beefcake. <laughs> yeah. All you really okay. need to know about Abel is uh, he is strong boy who is angry and does not talk a lot. And he likes to fight. Yes. It's his shtick. Okay. Cool, cool. He, like, the first arc, well, like, first three episodes, uh, was based on combating Abel. And yes. what became fairly obvious from that was Abel is hunting a good fight. And when the party defeated Abel, he faded away but before he basically turned to dust he said that was a good fight ah and then um he basically respawns from this coffin thing so right right that's I how he came back that. yeah right so at this point with ned's mom like kind of materialized or like shifting back in a sense does abel still view the creature as a threat or like a, as a good fight uh i think he sees a threat ah but i think if you were going to do something to distract him and give him something different to fight it would be a good moment to do so if that's what you're asking right um i'm just trying to figure out how intimidating I can be as a 17-year-old girl with a chicken. Um, you clearly so... haven't met the chickens from Zelda. <laughs> 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 um, you are not currently in your monstrous form. Um, if you wanted to do something in this moment that, like, just... Uh, avoiding attention you could do often overlooked you could also help out uh combine if you so desire he's yeah, going off I, to look in the cabins for a little girl. that's what i was thinking with often overlooked if you do this um you can get over there with him and do whatever you want uh unnoticed essentially i mean okay maybe at this point i will take jacob's stance and in the commotion of Ned and Miles trying to shove a door in between and then Benji doing his spell, I run over to follow Jim Combine to figure out what he's up to. Okay. Um, are you trying to avoid Jim Combine or? Like I'm running over to him like quickly. Okay. Like, cause it, um, in the in the moment, I'm like, this is what I chose to do, to figure out what he's up to, because I don't know what else I can do, like in my physical strength. Skylar, read a bad situation for me. Okay, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Um, that is a four plus two, six. Wow. That is unfortunate. Really... That is another fail. I um, know. I'm really bad at rolling, apparently, so... 
I'm trying to think. Mark experience. If... Oh, thank you. Well, yes, now, please hold mark on. experience. I'm trying to think. So I've got a big door. You're complete. You're completely away from this. You don't see what's going on. Okay. I was gonna say I could maybe block line of sight from the dangerous parties with my big door, but if I don't know what's going yeah. on, then I certainly so cannot do so. This is away from the current conflict. You're like behind uh the cabins and everything like everyone else right. is off okay. in the middle what happens to you skylar mm. you are running toward jim combine he has a bit of distance on you and um he's hobbling but still generally quickly moving toward the largest of the cabins. You are running alongside uh, several of the other cabins uh, in order to reach there. As you are, you brush up against one of the nearby cabins, and one of the boards in this cabin is missing. As you run by it, something reaches out and either scratches, bites, or does something to you it moves too quickly for you to see take one harm oh my gosh that one you just ran by is specifically the the cabin that's in the woods (laughs) (laughs) it's a good movie and i double checked it came out in 2011 we are gucci to make references (laughs) (laughs) so skylar as you look at the cabin and maybe step back and look inside of it to see what you can see you aren't able to make out anything that just reached out and attacked you uh, oh my god um i don't know what to do jim combine is still ahead of you and hobbling forward yeah where did it scratch me and like how badly am i harmed or you have a gash along your arm um it's not super deep but enough to where you are bleeding decently badly so you have taken one harm um you maybe rip off a piece of cloth from a shirt or something and wrap it real quick yeah i was just gonna say i put um like dirt in it to like stop the bleeding and then (laughs) just keep moving forward Skylar's metal as hell. (laughs) Yeah, I uh... always was. Hell yeah. Yeah, no. Sure, sure. No, I wasn't saying she wasn't. Don't get me wrong. Everything about Skylar being half a flying vampire is pretty metal, and then also rubbing dirt in wounds also pretty metal. But she's she's half flying vampire (laughs) in two two literal ways. She doesn't have time to rip any cloth or doesn't have anything so she will put sc- scoop up some dirt and put like Skylar doesn't have arm. time for clothes she just walks she doesn't have time <laughs> and she will hold her arm as she moves forward uh running towards continually running towards Jim Combine to figure out what he's doing okay um you catch up to him as uh he is stepping into the largest cabin you walk in behind him and we will jump back to you once we get back to everyone else Hmm. so miles the creature is currently on the ground um a bit stunned and 
looking around a bit confused. Abel sure. has taken a step back. Do you do anything? So, yeah, we're in the middle of this campground. And what is in the middle of every kid's campground? The flagpole. So, okay. Miles is going to run over and uh, he's going to pull the like rope that you use to hoist the flag. He's going to uh, try to kind of pull that down enough to where he can tie up the creature's antlers so that it is tied to the flagpole. Oh, okay. 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 He's going to use a bowline knot. Wild. Sure. This is wild what's um, happening right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> act what, under pressure. Should I act under pressure? Sweet. Yeah. I was hoping so. A nine-year-old wrangling an antler creature. My God. <laughs> an antler creature. The balls on this lad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Act under pressure is plus cool. So I rolled an eight plus one is a nine and... I'm mm -hmm. holding one, and I can use one of my holds to take plus two forward on an act under pressure roll. So I have an 11 total. Okay. Hell yeah. Game mechanics. Let's go. So since the creature has been weakened um, and is confused currently, you are able to do this, and you tie its antlers to the flagpole and, and just is sitting currently not trying to do anything abel um is continuing to stand back and uh is just looking confusedly at the creature and at ben abel don't don't hurt it don't hurt it we need we need to just capture it and bring it back to the foundation it doesn't it might not regenerate like you do what did you do? I I tied it up so it couldn't Benji, attack us. What so. did you do? Uh great question. I think I helped it, hopefully. That does not happen. The containment instructions for this creature are to destroy Whatever host there is, they are lost. Well, it doesn't look so lost anymore, does it? <laughs> but this isn't the same skull. We we know they have that one in containment, so maybe it's different. Maybe it has, maybe maybe the maybe the host isn't lost. Just because it looks the same and acts the same doesn't mean it is the same, right? And um, while they're kind of going on back and forth. Ned is still kind of on the ground where he was where he was pushed back and he's from others perspective is just kind of mumbling to himself and and rifling through his backpack and I think uh in this time Ned feels very uh unsure and confused but upset and wanting to do something um so he's he's touching the 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 strange object that he'd found in the in the woodshed so long ago um but he's going to try and uh and and talk to to grandpa rick that 
Grandpa Rick, mom's mom's in deep trouble. Your it, daughter Angela's in in trouble. What what do I do? Is is this time? Is this the time? So, Ned, ever since Grandpa Rick took over your body briefly quite a while ago, uh, he's been significantly more quiet. He's only talked up a few times. You just sort of assumed it was. Maybe you got some friends, so he was giving you some time to, to talk with your friends more. Right. But also, the only other time he has spoken was when he spoke in unison with several other voices telling you to go to the shed, and also that you found Bigfoot. He does not initially respond. I would like you to roll past lives, please. Yeah, you got it. Here we go, here we go. That is a 5 and a 1, plus my weird is 1, 7. So, you feel a strong compulsion, similar to the way when you were feeling a compulsion to look for the hidden stone within the cave and find the necklace, you feel a compulsion to put on the necklaces. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, rifling through my bag, um, trying to talk to Grandpa Rick, you know, like I always do, in this sort of trance-like state while everyone's arguing over his head. He takes the the golden neck rings, puts and puts them on, looks forward at the creature. Well, hey there, Ned. You hear the voice behind you. Normally, when Grandpa Rick talks to you, it's in your head. This is behind you. Okay. Ned snaps back to look behind him. You see, sort of hovering in the air, not quite on the ground, but still definitely there. You sort of recognize him from old photos that you have seen uh, in your father's things. This is your Grandpa Rick, and he is in sort of a spectral form, and he's floating in the air right there in front of you now. So you're saying he's there? He is there. Sorry, Ned, I can, I can hear you much better now. What'd you ask? <laughs> and so they're they're all arguing over him still, and Ned stands up, turning around, and calls out, Grandpa Rick? Yes? Ned? Wow, you're really here. My mom... She's in in trouble, and Ned's pointing behind him at the creature tied to the flagpole. You you always know so many things. What what do I do? Poor Angela. Oh, she's got that uh, skull thing on. I, I know the... SCP Foundation calls it the Wendigo skull, but 
Listen here, Ned, that ain't a Wendigo. It, it's not? Also, I feel just for for everyone else interacting as Ned is, is speaking out, can everyone else see Grandpa Rick? Or is um, Ned just, like, speaking into air? I think if anyone, like, looks over, they'd see you talking to into air. It would not be the first time that Ned has just been talking in the air. Yeah. So honestly, I don't <laughs> think it's going to phase anyone. Definitely I also not. Think, yeah. I think Miles and uh, Ben are probably a little too focused on Abel right now. So I think you're, I think you're good for now. Cool. Just wanted to clarify. Well, uh, you see, Ned, that, that ain't a Wendigo. Uh, see, a lot of people get this wrong because pop culture decided to make it into something it isn't i don't know when it started exactly but for whatever reason the scp foundation fed into it too naming this thing the wendigo skull see a wendigo doesn't have all, all this antler and skull business and whatever the weird shriveledness that there's got going on there that's just not what a wendigo is see a, a wendigo it looks a lot more human-like except it's about like 15 feet tall or something usually and oh uh, see that it, it it's a thing where see you, you get it if you decide to eat human flesh and it's more of a curse type of thing, not like a, like a pun. you know, it's a punishment for, for eating human flesh. It's not like someone decided to put a weird skull thing on you, and now all of a sudden you're something else. It, some weirdo decided to make this thing. It's not what a Wendigo is. I, I don't know where this thing in particular comes from, but people need to look up their history before they go calling stuff Wendigos. Grandpa, you you know all, all about this? Oh, yeah, I know all about the Wendigos. I, I ran into a real one one time. Or, I, I, well, that's a story I used to tell back when I was trying to impress people. I, see, usually after educating them on history and stuff, they're pretty disinterested in the conversation at that point. So then I had to come back and say, well, I, I met one. But it usually didn't go further than that. So I, I, I usually... That's amazing. And yeah, can... I didn't actually... I didn't Wait, but beat one, but... Did, did you know then how to... If somebody made this, then it, it it can be it can be stopped. It's not a curse. Well, I don't know. I mean, the SCP Foundation apparently had some uh, documentation on the the skull thing in particular. I I don't know too much about that. They just they just say to to kill the person, but you can't kill my mom. Well, that's the SCP Foundation for you, huh? <laughs> Yeah, but we we can't do that. Do you, do you know what this does? He reaches into his his bag at his feet and pulls out the strange object from the woodshed. Oh yeah, you... that thing. It's a uh... Richard. You mustn't yet. This voice is in your head. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh whoa, who? If you're there. Well, Jeffrey, why the hell not? Richard, allow him in his own time. 
Well, Jeffrey, yeah, I mean, I think he's waited long enough. I mean, he's a 16-year-old boy and everything. What is going on? Oh, okay. Give him time. All right, you old fart. We'll give him some time. Sorry, Jeffrey doesn't want me to tell you yet. Oh, it, it, it won't help her, though. Um, it could, but it could also do bad stuff if you're not ready for it. Oh, okay. I would be patient, I suppose, if somebody thinks you need to. Oh, jeez, you always... You always know what to do. Uh, well, well I, I sometimes have to consult Joffrey and, I mean, some of your other relatives, too. And my, Grandpa Eric. I mean, we, we chat every now and then. He was my, my grandpa. My other... Or, he was my father. Joff... My relatives? There's... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of us in here. There... Richard, your damn loose lips get back in here. <laughs> Wait, I was going to go. Sorry. He typhoons get sucked into your head. And Grandpa Rick's gone. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Ned is uh, a bit taken. <laughs> Excuse me. Ned's a bit taken aback at this. Um. And he like stumbles back over over his backpack, dropping the the object beside him. Um, and he's just kind of holding his head as he I don't know tunes back into whatever else has been going on during that. So I want to jump over to Skylar real quick. You just stepped into the largest of the cabins. You hear less noises going on behind you of combat, and maybe can assume that everyone has started to wrap things up. You step into here and follow behind Jim Combine, and as you step into here, you see in the corner is a little girl who has sort of curled up into a ball, and upon seeing the both of you step in the doorway, excitedly gets up, runs over to her father and jumps into his arms. He gives a big sigh of relief and just holds his daughter. Uh, I asked Mr. Combine, uh, Miss, Miss, Mr. Combine is... Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for helping. Oh, where are my manners? <laughs> Uh, this is my daughter, Alice. Uh, Alice, this, this is Skylar. Hi, Alice. Uh, hi. Um, are you okay? Yeah. The, the monster was scary. It, it didn't do anything to me, though. How, how did you get here? Um, I... I don't know. I... I was... It was foggy, and... 
I don't remember. I just woke up here. You're not you're not hurt or anything, right? No. The, it kept saying it was so hungry. And it kept looking at me. But it didn't it didn't do anything. Thank you for coming. Mr. Combine, do we I think we need to get her home. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think so. Um, I, I think it's about time that we head out of here. I think we both had a pretty long day. Okay. Can can we meet up with everyone real quick? I think we need to figure out what's happening here. All, all, all right. I'm not getting near that creature, though. I'll, I'll stay. I'll keep keep my distance. Yeah, it sounds like I think they have everything covered. All right, well, let's go check. So you head out. You get to the flagpole with everyone else and see that they have tied the now docile creature to the flagpole, and everyone is sort of uh, congregating there trying to figure out what's going on when Lucas comes up from the path and he's got the little buddies trailing behind him. Oh, hey, everyone, you 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 got it. Good good job. Wow, he actually is okay. We thought you were toast, buddy. I What happened? What took you so long? Um hi, Abel. Well, so I took the path that Abel took, apparently. Um, so, I, I tried to defend myself, and um, something happened, but I'll tell you later. A anyway, there is a coyote on my watch now. I He said to go this way. Do you know what that's about? When you say on your watch, you mean your like like your actual like wristwatch? Yeah, um here. He holds up his wrist and um you can see where he had like previously plugged in one of the pixel buddies to it via flash drive. Um there is the face of a coyote on there. Alright. You did it. Good job. Proud of y'all, I guess. Anywho, if you want to get that skull off of this false wendigo, as long as it didn't eat any human flesh, I might be able to help you out. So why don't you come on by my cabin? We'll have a little chat. All content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under the Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0, and all concepts originate from the SCP Wiki and its authors. Please see scp-wiki.net for all the original content. 
For all SCPs used and referenced within our episodes, please see our page on the SCP Foundation Wiki. You can find us at scp-wiki.net slash scp-play-podcast-hub, which is also linked on our anchor page. Thank you to Michael Winton for all the music that we use in our show, and thank you for listening.